Hi there, Michael Zuber. Thanks for listening to the One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that the book One Rental at a Time is now available on Audible? Yes, to all my podcast listeners out there, One Rental at a Time is now available on Audible. Go check it out and please leave a five-star review. Have a great day. Good morning, everyone. How are we doing today? It is Monday, September 21st, and this is your daily financial news. If this is your first time catching the daily financial news, welcome. Just to let you know, we do this every day, seven days a week. Yes, weekends included, right around 7.30 Pacific. Uh, If I need to go earlier or later, it's usually because I have an expert interview lined up for you all. Uh, I try to do these YouTube live streams in the morning. Uh, so you can get caught up on your day, and um, yeah, they're a lot of fun for me. So today, Monday, starting off, lots of stuff to talk about. Most of it's negative, unfortunately. Uh, I think I think the market's in for a, a down day today. A uh, couple of things. First thing that caught my attention is Nikola. Uh, I talked about Nikola a couple of times the last week after that Hindenburg or short sellers report on them, and I made some loose connections to my experience with Enron and WorldCom back in the day. And, uh, well, where there's smoke, there's fire. And I think we have a little bit of a fire going on now. It looks like Trevor Milton, the founder uh, of the company and the one who gets a lot of credit for uh, attracting capital, right? That's the big thing that he was good at was attracting capital. I'm sure he was instrumental and getting GM to the table, and uh, it looks like he is stepping down uh, immediately, and that's uh, that's a problem, right? That is a problem, and so far they are definitely on the defensive. Uh, I think pre-market their stock was down roughly 30%. Uh, it is going to be interesting. I believe GM is going to come out to kind of their defense. They, they, they have to, right? They you have to assume GM did a level of diligence um, that you and I didn't, right, given their commitment to the company. Uh, it doesn't look like any money has exchanged hands yet. The deal's not closed. Uh, so it is going to be interesting. If GM backs out of that deal, done, over. Uh, again, I don't believe GM is there. GM wants uh, to add uh, hydrogen development cars to their book of business. Uh, they saw Nikola as a way to get there faster. But this this ain't over. And again, I said a couple weeks ago, you can go back to the daily financial news and look for headlines of Nikola in the title. And uh, yeah, not good. Uh, I don't believe Trevor Milton's uh, legal issues are over uh, just because he resigned. I believe, uh, I believe there's some more work coming. All right, talking about Ocean of Lies. That's not good. That's not good. Uh, coming into the morning, uh, we need to recognize that um, uh, Europe is seriously considering a second lockdown, specifically Spain and the UK. Uh, I don't believe UK locked down very hard the first time. This, will, this, this is very concerning. Spain for the second time. Uh, Spain was a big hotspot, as you recall, Barcelona specifically, which is a beautiful city. I've been there three or four times. But that's um, that's not a good thing. Uh, and if you remember way back when, right, March, 
maybe it was February, where Europe was impacted first and then it crossed the pond to New York and then from New York it spread across the U.S. What is happening in Europe today could be what's on our horizon four to six weeks. I'm not saying it is. I'm not saying that. I'm saying it could be. And then that is a concern uh, and it should be a concern for all all that be that uh, I do not see a second lockdown in our future. In fact, I think a lockdown is to blame for a lot of our economic impact. Uh, this whole flattening the curve and all of these things. Um, I think there's a lot more pain that people don't realize happened when you shut down an economy like that. And we're still paying for it and likely going to be paying for it for years. Especially uh, a segment of our population, right? The K-shaped recovery, the bottom part of the K. Uh, they, they, couldn't, they could not survive another lockdown. They just couldn't. It would be that it, it's not possible, right? That portion of our economy is limping along. And if we had another lockdown, just shut everything down again, game over, game over. Not, not, not a good thing. On that end, it looks like European banks are specifically weak. HSBC and Deutsche Bank. Uh, I haven't read any real details about it. I've seen some headlines about suspicious transactions and potential in, in money laundering and things. Uh, so I think they call them, they didn't call it money laundering. Let's be clear. They call it suspicious transactions. I don't know what that means, but it looks like it's taken all bank stocks, all financials down today. Cause that's a big old spider web of connections. Uh, so we'll see what, uh, see where that goes, but, uh, we'll see if any of the stink from HSBC and Deutsche Bank make it to our shores, right? Does it impact any of our big banks? Uh, and if it does impact, is it just reputation hit or is it other behaviors, criminal and the like. So we, we need to stay tuned for that. Uh, the TikTok deal, uh, we talked about it a couple of times. Uh, and then I said over the weekend, there'd be magically an agreement. And uh, looks like there was one. Uh, I I think this is, an, this is such a, TikTok's an interesting negotiation because you would think the negotiation is between ByteDance, Oracle, Walmart. And that is the agreement that I think got done over the weekend. But the real negotiation is ByteDance, Oracle, Walmart, Trump, China. Right now, it seems like ByteDance, uh, Oracle, Walmart, and Trump have an agreement. But I am starting to hear now or read that China does not like the current makeup of the deal. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I'm guessing this is not over. I'm guessing this is not over. And uh, giving past behavior, if China stands up and says, we're not doing that, that is going to annoy Trump. Trump is going to go back to Walmart, ByteDance, and Oracle and say, no good, yank it. It could, it could, it could go that way. So this, this TikTok thing is not over yet. Uh, I did highlight an article on Walmart that I read. It seemed like Walmart was really going to make a play, uh, right? They own, they, they, in the current agreement, own 7.5% of, uh, of TikTok Global. And it uh, looks like they're just starting a private label clothing line. So you can see, or at least I can see or suspect how Walmart is going to go a lot more private label. Think Costco, right, with all their, their private label brands. And then they're going to leverage TikTok, the social media platform, to get to hundreds of millions of people. I think Walmart's making a play, man. Genius. Genius move by Walmart. It's got to all tie together still. 
right? Because as I mentioned, I don't think Trump and China have the same understanding of the deal that Oracle, Walmart, and ByteDance have. So we still have some more noise and you know, potential for the deal to blow up. Uh, I did see an article on Snowflake. Uh, Snowflake's a software company that was the largest software IPO ever last week. I think it was Tuesday. might have been Wednesday. Uh, but anyways, uh, an analyst actually came out and said sell. Uh, my experience with analysts in new IPOs is they don't do that. The harshest rating they want to give is neutral. But they actually had an analyst say sell. And they call it the most expensive tech stock out there. I'm like, there you go. Let's, let's speak the truth for heaven's sakes. Most analysts don't want to do that because they want to get a, you know, a piece of future monies or bond offerings or whatever. But you know what? Snowflake is the most expensive tech stock out there today. Uh, so let's just, let's just admit it and move on. Uh, Tesla's battery days tomorrow. I'm curious what you guys think. Uh, you know, I think I remember last battery, was it last year when he threw that iron ball at the bulletproof window and it cracked, right? We talked about that for days. Uh, Elon Musk is a marketing genius. Um, you know, is this though a sell the rumor, buy the news or, you know, we'll see. Uh, I expect some pretty, uh, pretty, pretty big announcements tomorrow, uh, but we shall see. The big question for me, probably between now and the end of the month is what the hell is going on with Congress? I think we are entering the most dangerous month of uh, of our country. I don't know what else to say. Uh, I think, you know, heading into the end of last week, it was all about the second stimulus. Are we going to get there? Uh, you know, there was general agreement that this continuing resolution, which is basically funding the government, would be approved clean. And we would talk stimulus and, you know, I was out. I actually proposed a question here that said, um, you know, is a bill going to get done? And I, I came out on the yes side. I now, as of Monday, reverse that decision. I see almost no chance a stimulus bill gets done, which is a huge crime, a huge miss by Congress. It's going to have huge ripple effects in our economy. Lots of Americans are going to be hurt. Because Congress doesn't care. This is what I think is going to happen. And it's all bad. Congress is going to spend the next three or four weeks fighting about the Supreme Court. About one job. Now, it's a very critical job. Uh, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a, a member of a nine-person uh, organization that has lifetime you know, rights. And all. It's, I get it. I know why it's important. And um, that's going to be the entire focus. So first, I am not sure that we have a clean, continuous resolution. I believe it's at the end of September, so like 10 days away, nine days away, the federal government's budget runs out. Now, we've probably heard about continuing resolutions because we've had to issue them for the last decade or so. But I could see both sides giving each other the middle finger and saying, Nope, we're not going to pass the continuing resolution. We would rather shut the government down than vote on you know, a Supreme Court. I could see that happening. And then any talk of a stimulus deal, not happening. I don't even think it, I don't even think Congress talks about it. 
for the rest of the year. How sad is that? I hope we vote all of these people out. We need term limits for Congress. Um, you know, people who are career politicians who become multi and deca millionaires need to be investigated. I mean, you're supposed to serve your people, not line your pockets. And to be clear, both sides, I get accused all the time of being pro-Trump or anti-Trump. And I guess I'm glad you all haven't figured it out which side I'm on because I'm not on a side. I'm on America's side. I don't care about the other stuff. But damn, these freaking people are, they're just horrible. They're just rotten to the core. They may have come into uh, politics serving the people and they had a vision of how they could help. I'm convinced that's why you go to politics. But once you've been there five, six, seven years, you get corrupted. And yeah, they are definitely psychopaths at this point. So not cool. So yeah, I have very, I have no faith in Congress, zero, to do anything positive the rest of the year. And the American population is going to hurt. And I hope in November we take it out on all of them. All of them. If you're an incumbent, you are not getting the vote, right? In Congress, oh, man, those people, oh, terrible. Uh, again, uh, the Americans' K-shaped, um, uh, re- K-shaped recovery is moving on. Uh, there is real pain left in the year. 2020 is its going to suck. I'm still very positive on 2021. Uh, I've been pretty negative on the rest of 2020. I'm even more negative. We are, we are, it's really sad because we're going to report remarkable Q3 GDP, but God, it's going to, it's going to suck. Bankruptcies, um, small mom and pop landlords. It's just, it's going to be bad in the stock market. I think, I think the stock market's in real trouble, right? I think the stock market knows we need a stimulus bill because we are a consumer based economy. People, we haven't figured that out yet. If we miss the bottom tier, that's not good. So I got some numbers uh, on some big cities because you know by now that I'm very negative on New York, San Francisco. The list goes on. Uh, I'm generally positive for the country, but I'm very negative on urban cities. Uh, I got some really interesting numbers I collected today. First off, San Francisco. Uh, I talked about San Francisco listings being up 100% about three weeks ago. Well, I got more data from Redfin today. Of active listings, 24.5% have had a price drop. That's not good. Uh, Denver. Denver. I never even thought to look at Denver. Denver, according to Redfin, has had 41% of their active listings have a price drop. Denver. I would have never guessed. And Seattle. 31%. So real pain in the urban cities. Um. Serious delinquencies. First off, uh, F, uh, yeah, Freddie and Fannie, FHA, 17% now delinquent. Uh, but there are cities in real trouble. We got New York City, 27.2. This is why I think New York and San Francisco are in real trouble, right? Um, because you're going to get that compounding impact inside the urban sitters and you're going to have short sales and foreclosures in the urban c- cities. I don't think it spreads to suburbia, but man, there is very little reason to move to New York uh, today, uh, at least, you know, based on what people are saying. Uh, Miami, Miami, 24.4% uh, behind. Atlanta, Atlanta, 21%. 
right? Fannie Mae's total book of business in forbearance, $203 billion. Yeah. If we have another lockdown, and again, I'm not calling for one. I think if we did, it would be, we could see a depression. Uh, these, these numbers would go bananas. So yeah, that's what I got for today. Uh, I guess the only positive news, and I saved it for last, is Sam Zell, somebody that I have followed for a while, kind of, you know, Warren Buffett's the stock guy. Sam Zell's the real estate guy. Um, he's, he's out there looking at apartments. And uh, uh, he says hedge funds are really looking at San Francisco and New York, which is interesting. But if you look at the numbers, uh, they are now starting, hedge funds are saying stay alive till 25. So what that basically means is they see four years of pain, but maybe they can pick up assets suffer the pain, and then be in a huge situation to move forward. So at the end of the day, if you are still watching this, thank you. Make sure you hit subscribe, smash that like button. I forget to do that. Uh, so at the end of the day, have a wonderful day. It's, of course, Monday. We'll be talking to Greg uh, Dickerson here in about 13 minutes. And uh, we'll talk to you all later. Bye-bye.